the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Scriptures give us everything we need to live victoriously. God gave His all for us to do so. Yet we fall far short of the blessings God has for us because we think we have it all together and choose not to acknowledge God. We wake up from a good night's sleep, unaware of what was going on all around us, and neglect to say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way. Show me what you would have me think, say, and do today. Shame on us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight. And I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was so overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on Daniel, for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. Let me tell you something. Your, your sins affect everybody around you. Those children probably didn't even know what was going on. But, but they suffered for the sake of these malicious, evil men. Along with the, the children got thrown in the in lion's den. The, 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 the ones who conspired were thrown into the lion's den. The wives were thrown into the lion's den. Whole families were thrown in the lion's den. And look what happened. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. They were just pulled apart. Eight devoured before they could hit the floor of the den. Tell me God can't take care of his children. Tell me, listen, you, you just walk right and live for God. God knows how to take care of your enemies. God knows how to make your enemies your footstool. God knows how to deliver you. Any, matter of fact, I believe we got some delivered folk in here. Anybody ever been in trouble and you know you've been in trouble and you cried out to God and God came through just in the nick of time. And when you got over it, it wasn't even a scratch left on you. Good God Almighty. Another persecution seen in scripture throughout the life of the Messiah, Satan persecuted and attempted to kill our Lord. In Matthew 26, 59, it says, now the chief priests and elders and all the councils saw false testimony against Jesus to put him to death. Matthew 27, 20 also says, but the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. 
The scripture says in John chapter five, verse 16, for this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. Now, we often talk about the injustices that are done to us personally, and all of us in this room have have been treated unjustly. However, it pales in comparison to what our Lord experienced during his earthly journey while on earth. You just talking about somebody looked at you funny, somebody uh, scratched your car, uh, uh, somebody got you fired. And, all, and those things are big, but I tell you, it doesn't compare with what happened uh, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Satan finally succeeded by working through wicked men in an attempt to thwart the redemptive plan of God. But we know how the story ends as our Lord triumphantly got victory over the crucifixion, victory over death, burial, and the grave through his glorious resurrection, our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, won. Don't just say amen. We serve a victorious risen Savior. Then, as it relates to persecution, throughout, listen to this, throughout human history, Satan has orchestrated persecution against the saints. Throughout human history, Satan has orchestrated persecution against the saints. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12, it says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Now, if you're taking a jail for stealing a ham out of H-E-B, don't say you blessed for that. You just, you, you just suffering your consequences for your wrongness. That's right. You know, don't, 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 don't jack. Stop jack leg and stuff. I don't know why I'm talking to somebody here. Stop jack leg and stuff and stealing. And you know, don't go on, don't go on the black market. Man, don't, you know, don't don't rig stuff up to get by. You know, uh, be be just. Have equity. Have integrity. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, not for your own wrongdoing. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falseness, falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. Listen to this. There is nothing new under the sun. You think what you're going through. I'm the only one. Why are they doing it to me? They don't like me. They are racist. Uh, I'm so gifted. They jealous. Stop being a crybaby. You are not alone. You say, how do you not know? Because of what the Bible says. It says, look, look here. At the end, it says, for so, look, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. In other words, just read the prophets and what all the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, read, 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 read all those prophets. Uh, Moses and see all the things that happened to them. He says, what you going through is nothing new. They went through far worse. And somebody just look at you funny or cuss you out and you about to have a heart attack. Ask God to give you, listen to it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ask God to give you a tender heart and tough hide. Okay. <laughs> now let me transition. Why are many Christians uh, not persecuted. You got a lot of folks that, hey, nobody's bothering me. 
I believe it. I really believe it. You're right. You just true confession is good for the soul. Nobody's bothering you. And if they're not, I wonder why. <laughs> why are many Christians not persecuted? I tell you why folk not bothering you if you're not facing persecution. Let me give you a good dose of this so that you can stand for Christ and get some persecution. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Number one, some Christians are not persecuted because they love their pleasures of love, the pleasures of this world and the things in it. Some Christians are not persecuted because they love the pleasures of this world and the things in it. First John two fifteen says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Some carnal saints have so assimilated themselves into this world system to the extent that people cannot even recognize that they are Christians because they look like the world and because of their love of the world. You're talking like they talk. You're looking at the same stuff they're looking at. You know, you're playing around with the same stuff they plan around with. And then you're going to have the audacity to, to invite them to church. Matter of fact, if you're acting like that, please don't invite them to Maranatha. Just get surrender the cards back. Just take give them back. Give them back. You know, you, you're embarrassment to the church. If you're living like that, don't, don't pass out a card. You, you're a candidate for a card. <laughs> You need somebody to bring you to church and sit next to you. You need to be on a mona's bench. Just sit up front till you get converted. You look so much like the world. They can't see Jesus in you. So they don't bother you. You just one of the boys. You one of the girls. You one of the frat boys. You one of the Saras. You one of the Masonics. I don't know why. I don't, I don't mess with that stuff, y'all. You need, you don't know your history. Now, a lot of folks get quiet. Now, <laughs> did he not say that? You'll go back to the roots. Some of y'all in some bad stuff, you don't even know it's bad. Now, let me move on. I can't do a lesson on that right now. Persecuted church. Matter of fact, they may persecute you if you get out. Number two. Uh, many believers are not persecuted because they fear death and the repercussions of it. That's why they're not persecuted. They don't fear death nor the repercussions of it. First Peter chapter three, verse four says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Now underline this, have no fear of them who those who are persecuting you and he says don't be troubled don't stay up all night losing sleep about what they're going to do to you next Matthew chapter 10 verse 28 also says and look I love this verse and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, y'all need to write that that is a powerful scripture. You know what? That's why y'all aren't losing sleep. You say, what's the worst thing they can do to you? Kill you. Well, kill poor part of me, the body. After you're dead, that's all they can do. They can't kill your spirit. They can't kill your soul. 
That, that soul is the immaterial part of, of you. It's eternity. And when it leaves the body at the point of death, uh, it either goes to heaven to be with the Lord if you're in Christ. And if you don't know Christ, it goes right into hell, eternally separated from almighty God. That's what death is. You know, death is the separation of the soul and spirit from the body. That's why we say we don't say bring in uh, John Doe. We say bring in the body, the remains, because man and woman is body, soul and spirit. When the soul spirit departs, the essence of reality of who you really are. You see, matter of fact, when you die, it is not annihilation. When you die, it's not your ceasing to exist. There's a part of you that will always live. The body says for, I mean, the, the Bible says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. You just change address. You keep living even for the better without unhindered by the cares, the pain, the tears, the trouble, the needles, the sickness, the issues of life. All that's gone. But if you die without Christ, your soul descends into hell. And there there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and wailing and out of darkness. You're dying and you never die. Some people say, I'm going to have a good time in hell. No, you won't. Some people say, uh, well, I got some good comedy down there. Your pain is so great and the magnitude of it is so indescribable. Matter of fact, the worst thing you can ever tell anybody is go to hell. You ought not wish your worst enemy in hell. It is just that bad. Well, I've been a while. I'm going to preach a sermon soon. I got to preach one on the doctrine of hell. When's the last time you heard a sermon on hell? Matter of fact, some folk need to hell scared out of them so they so they can get to heaven. Is re- hell is as real as heaven. And don't let nobody deceive you. When you die, you don't go to purgatory and park somewhere to atone and, and get yourself together and then move on. Oh, no. You go straight to one place. When the, when the thief died on the cross at the right hand of God on that cross, he came to himself and he looked to Jesus and said, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. You know what Jesus said, his response? He says, this day, not tomorrow. He didn't talk about nothing about purgatory. He said, he just said, he said, God know your Bible. He says, this very day, you shall be with me in paradise. God Almighty, in paradise. When you are dead, you are not done. But I pose a question to you today. When you die, and you will die, oh, you say, I'm healthy. I go to the spa or the gym. Listen, those muscles going to drop. <laughs> My wife and I were on vacation, and somebody was showing us at the airport. Uh, this, this man did what, uh, you know, he, he's affiliated with all these people that do all these kind of things to give you face lips and lips and cheekbones and this and all that and augmented this. And even from the backside, they... Doing all this to the backside, and he was showing us on the on the Facebook and showing us all, and they were in there, they, they were just jugging and pumping and jugging and. I'm like, mm, 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 mm. 
no, no. Uh, and I was looking at the people. All that. I said, how much does that one cost? 20000 25000 10000 And can't even tithe to God. Pay all that money. And that stuff just turn around and it drops again. <laughs> you should have just given it to God. Lay up your treasures in heaven. That stuff going to drop. It's up and it goes back down. Why? We didn't come here to stay. We're sojourners. We're pilgrims. We're just passing through. Wow. It says, nor be troubled. Then it says, I like that scripture. And do not fear those who kill the body. Don't be afraid to die. My mentor, P.L. Williams of yesteryear, he died at 86 or so back in the 1998. He said, Draper, the old man, the wheelchair, the prince of preachers. He said, Draper. I said, yes, sir. He said, boy, you got to be ready to do three things if you're going to pass through that church in San Antonio. I said, well, what is that? He said, you got to be willing to go. I said, go where? Wherever he wants you to go, the Lord. Wherever he wants you to go, you go. And I tell you what, I took him literally because my wife and I have been gone. We've been, we can't even remember all the places we've been around the world with the gospel. He said, you got to be ready to go. I said, what's, I said, pastor, what's number two? You got to be ready to preach. Preach, preach, wherever you go, preach the word, preach the word, preach them, preach when they don't like you, preach when they mad, preach till they get glad, preach. I said, what's the third one? You got to be ready to die for what you're preaching for. He said, you're not ready to preach, boy, until you're ready to die. And when you're ready to die, then you can really preach. You can't be scary and preach. Let them look at you funny. Let them walk out. Let them, let them, let them sit there and make them own, make their own selves sick. You keep preaching. You say, why do you preach so hard? And why do you do what you do? I preach hard because I want to see you saved. And I want to see you go to heaven. If you go to hell from this ministry, You did that purposefully. That's right. It's been too much gospel from this pulpit for you to go to hell from the church, from Maranatha particularly. That's right. Oh, by the way, you young folk out there, just because you're 12 and 8, when you know what's right and wrong, you're going to disobey your mama. And you're going to disobey your daddy. You're going to half speak and roll your eyes and not going to obey the first time. And you say, I may be at church, but my mind's going to be somewhere else. You keep acting like that and you knew, you're not too young to go to hell. There's going to be a whole lot of young folk in hell. Everybody in hell is not going to be old. It's going to be some young folk too. Matter of fact, some folk, young folk live so badly that God's got to take them out this world before they hit 20. 
Oh God, help me. That's he said. Well, now when you're ready to do those three things, then you're ready to be a preacher for the Lord. Don't don't be don't be scared. Just stand, stand. And sometimes you're in some tough situations and challenges. Sometimes they, Satan will put momentary fear. But it, I, I like what Gideon did, Gideon did. I can't recount that story for the sake of time. He went, even though he was scared, doing what God called him to do. Then, uh, see, fear is one of Satan's greatest strategies against believers to keep them from being proactive and effective in advancing the gospel of Christ on earth. Satan uses that fear for you not to trust God, do great things for God, speak up for God. You see, every time you win, listen, to this, you need to write this down. You every point of this down. Every time you win a battle over Satan, that victory gives you more courage and confidence to engage in spiritual warfare. I say it again. Every time you win a battle over Satan. That victory you won gives you more courage and confidence to engage in spiritual future warfare. Last but not the least. Last, last point. Some Christians are not persecuted because they are closet Christians. They're in the closet. That's why you're not being persecuted. Oh, no wonder. You can only shout and worship God, talk about God in the church or at home, uh, just with your family or with another Christian somewhere on a lunch break. Some Christians are not persecuted because they are closet Christians. Uh, Matthew chapter five, verse 15, a says, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Who lights a lamp? And then, I mean, then put cover the lamp to the extent that no light can be shown from it. The purpose of light is to illuminate everything around it when it is put in a prominent place to get the greatest lighting effect. Beloved, you cannot stay in the closet while the children of Satan are showcasing, parading, and flaunting their sins down Broadway Street. You say, what's Broadway Street? It's the Broadway, the way where you can do whatever you want. Feels the Broadway, not the narrow way. So, so many on Broadway Street parading their sins, could care less, having their own parades, doing their own thing, not ashamed, and, and dare you to say anything about it. And they're all out and open and flaunting their wretchedness and their sinfulness. You, you can shout and say amen here and go outside and don't say a word all week for Jesus. You, oh, you talk about the weather. Oh, you talk about the cowboys. I don't, I don't know why. You, know, you, you, you talk about the, you know, the World Series. My team lost. I'm from Houston. The Astros lost, you know. You, we talk about all those things, but I can walk away from all that stuff because I just want, well, I don't get all messed up in case I say, it's just a game. I didn't lose it. I know a lot of folk lost money on that game. Now, I don't, I don't know. I said, I'm talking uh, big time, you know, like in Vegas and all that. You say, why well, you know so many people? Now, I, I'm not saying, 
I'm talking about these Ozmakers and all the stuff that's going on. I'm talking about that kind of thing where they putting big money, big money. And some of y'all may have gambled in it. I'm talking way back out there. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. I wonder anybody lose any money in here. I wouldn't put a dime on that game if my life depended on it. They're not giving me, they're not giving me anything. And all I'm saying is that, oh, you can talk about that. You can talk about politics. You can talk about the president, the Congress, the senators. You can talk about oh, your hobby. You can talk about all these things all week long. Talk about the soap opera. Talk about the foot, the sports stats. And don't know the first five books of the Bible. Where is your conviction? Where is your stand? Where is your Christian testimony? When are you going to stand out and stand up and say, for God I live and for God I die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all God's children said, God bless you. And Father, we thank you for this message. I pray, Lord, that the people of God would take and apply the word to their lives so that they can shine in a dark world, a world that desperately needs the Lord. May we not be ashamed of the gospel for it is a power of God unto salvation. You brought us here to wake us up and to make a difference and to be a light and not hide the light under a bushel. But let the light of Christ shine in a world that needs Jesus. What is academics without Christ? What is sports without Christ? What is politics without Christ? What is money without Christ? What is pleasure without Christ? Only what we do for Christ will Last and stand the test for time and eternity. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And all God's children said. God is all knowing, all powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.